0: what magic happens with business owners, whether you work with somebody like me or you do this on your own, is once you start to get the answers to the basic questions that I'm going to give you in a minute, you start to naturally ask yourself deeper questions and more questions. And because you have started to handle those reports in Google Analytics with the basic questions You intuitively get a sense of where you might want to look to answer those harder questions. And now you're down the rabbit hole. And six years later, you're selling analytics services and dashboards and trying to find a time to ski, right? Like it's that compelling. You just need to start with the basics, though. Hey, friends. Today I'm
1: sharing with you another episode of the Rising Tide Greenville podcast formerly known as the Tuesdays Together Greenville podcast. Today I'm talking with Google Analytics expert, Christy Osborne. Christy is the owner of Mountainside Media, and we talked about Google Analytics for busy business owners. You don't want to miss it, so tune in. Hi friends, welcome back to the Tuesdays Together Greenville podcast. We are the local chapter of the Rising Tide Society, a community that exists to empower the creative economy and unite small business owners in the spirit of community over competition. We believe that you are built to belong, that you are not alone, and that there is power in community. This week, we're taking a break from spotlighting local small business owners to bring in an expert and This week, I talked with Christy Osborne from Mountainside Media, which is a marketing agency that specializes in ads, analytics, and market research. Christy is a proud data nerd who uses marketing data and research to develop scalable strategies for busy event pros. Simply put, Christy has a passion for turning data into dollars, and this is what gets her clients off the marketing hamster wheel and on the path to sustainable marketing success. As a top event industry educator, Christy frequents the National Speaker Circuit and is a regular contributor to top industry publications, including NACE, WIPA, The Special Event, and Cater Source. She's also a highly sought-after podcast guest, which makes me extra excited to share our conversation with you. Christy was such a delight to talk to. Uh, she was very relatable and fun, and we just had a great conversation. I really encourage you to check her out, and she shares her uh, information at the end of the episode, and also you can find all of her links in the description of this episode. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Google Analytics expert, Christy Osborne. Christy, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I love what you're doing for your community. Can I just say that like right off the top?
1: Thank you. you. I love... Tuesdays together, and I'm really excited to be a part of it. So thank you. I appreciate it. I love that we're both named Christy. Uh, that's pretty awesome. I think it's a great name. So I love your name. Great name.
0: I love your name. I love it. <laughs>
1: Hopefully it won't be too
0: confusing to our
1: listeners having two Christies on the podcast, but I think it, you know, multiple Christies in your life, you could never go wrong. Never. I wanted to mention something that I saw on your Instagram. Because I was scrolling through um, trying to get to know you to see what we were going to be talking about and just introduce you to uh, the Tuesdays Together Greenville audience. And what caught my eye was this little segment that you've been doing called Chairlifts and marketing tips where you're on the on the ski lift and giving marketing tips. I love those. They're so great.
0: Thank you. They're they're fun. They're they're new. It's a new segment. I love it, and I have to tip my hat to um, uh, team member Yasmin for really encouraging those. I, I hope that they're helpful. They're brand oh, new. They are. Oh, good, <laughs> good. I tend to be a little long winded, so it, it's a nice container for me to sort out what I'm going to say and then say it between the time I load the lift and uh, unload the lift. And it's really funny because I was skiing this week on uh, chair three, uh, also known as facelift express on mammoth mountain. If you're familiar with that mountain and it, it, the, when you're loading on the lift, you look up and it gives you the title of the lift and how long it takes to get to the top. And that lift is uh two minutes, 38 seconds. And I'm like, I'm not ready for that.
1: Yeah, that's, you'd have to really have your act together and know what you were going to talk about. But it caught my eye because it's something that I related to because I spent a lot of time on the mountain this year. Well, in South Carolina, I don't know if we can call it a mountain. It's more like a hill, but you know, (laughs) I spent some time on the, on the slopes this year. So I immediately was drawn to that and thought, oh, she skis. That's really awesome. So it was relatable. And I saw that it was less than 10 minutes which was really, you know, easy to digest and parse through and listen to. So, I just wanted to say great job and also for our listeners out there, what a great way, what a great avenue to take something that you're already doing and turn it into a space to give advice. I feel like you were just you were just hitting all of the boxes that social media is supposed to be about of getting people involved in your life, letting them see have that personal connection with you and actually providing value. So I, I thought that was awesome.
0: <laughs> and, and for all of your listeners who have their head in their hands right now and they're thinking, great, one more thing I should do and one more guru that's just doing it so well and I'm not doing it. Maybe I'm projecting here, but I want to be really clear. The chairlifts and marketing tips came about because... I have a tendency, like many of us, especially in service based industries, to overwork, to overserve, to always put myself last. And my husband has midweek days uh, off Tuesday and Wednesday. And I feel so guilty leaving my office midweek. Right. But then I work every weekend as well. Like we all do in the event industry. And so I get into this habit of just grinding it out and working seven days a week. Now, luckily I love my work and it doesn't feel burdensome all the time for me, but this was a little baby step way. It wasn't, it wasn't planned in the way that you made it sound so wonderful in terms of like strategy and getting to know me. It was literally a way to, take a baby step toward getting out and spending time with my family and unplugging, but still feel like I've done something productive this morning that can be useful to somebody else. And so I think it's less marketing strategy and more pathology, but it seems to be working okay. So I'll take it.
1: Well, and I love that I was just talking with uh, someone on the Freedom to Flourish podcast, which is another podcast that I host. We were talking about how it can be overwhelming when there's a new thing that you have to do and there's so much pressure on social media for business owners to do this, do that, dive into the next thing. And what we talked about is instead of there being you thinking, oh my goodness, there's a thousand things that I need to do for my business. It's, oh my goodness, there's a thousand options out there for me and I can do what's natural to me. So I'm, I'm spending too much time talking about this, but I just wanted to, (laughs) to, to just relate to that.
0: I think that's a good point. And then before we kind of go on to talking about what we're going to talk about, uh, I do want to say you bring up a good point in that, Instagram CEO said that Instagram is no longer a photo sharing platform. He said that last year. Uh, you know, Yasmin is familiar with that. We're trying to figure out, like, should we do real? Should we do video? Should we do, you know, IG lives and all the things. And to your point, from my standpoint, I was like, I need to figure out what the easiest thing I can do that doesn't take a lot of planning and strategy. I know that that sounds bizarre coming from me, but I literally had zero more things that could go on my plate. And how could I fit this into my lifestyle naturally? And that was it. It was like, I have this this one window that's five minutes on the chairlift. When I'm meeting my husband mid mountain, I can do a video held in my hand with no tripod. It doesn't matter what I look like. And that's what you're going to get internets. And then you get on a podcast and you're like, it's so authentic and it checks all the boxes. So, so I would encourage, and I know we're not talking about social media and that's not my wheelhouse, but I would encourage anybody who's listening to just experiment with the, the doggone easiest, most low key thing that you can do and, and see what happens. Something great, might.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of segueing into something that seems so natural and easy. We're talking about something that seems kind of scary and overwhelming to me, which is Google Analytics. We're talking about Google Analytics for busy business owners, which, you know, raise your hand if you're a busy business owner. I think that's all of us. So let's start with the basics. I <laughs> Before we got on, I was telling you that I logged into Google Analytics today and I realized, oh my goodness, I forgot that Google Analytics was even a thing. There's so many platforms with analytics and I logged on and I realized, oh, I've been thinking that Google Search Console was the same thing as Google Google Analytics, which it's not. So talk to us about the basics. What is Google Analytics and why is it an important tool for busy business owners?
0: Yeah. And if you don't mind, if I could have permission to just ask you some questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the reason is, is before I start like selling you and everybody else on Google Analytics, which I love and evangelizing in that way, I'm wondering, how were you? you, Because Google Search Console can be integrated with analytics and it is a analytics product that aligns with that. How are you using Google Search Console?
1: So for me, I would just go in and see what search queries I was showing up in. And kind of looking and seeing which of my most popular blog posts uh, or which of my blog posts were most popular, you know, the most searched for. And what I would do is I would use that. And I've been trying to get into Pinterest this year. So I would make pins for those blog posts that were most popular and also kind of try to use those queries as a guideline for where I want to go next. But there wasn't any number crunching. There's not any like... (laughs) Hardcore strategy going on is just, oh, that's nice. They found me through this. Well, maybe I should post something else about that.
0: (laughs) I love all of that. And I feel like there's this fear of analytics because we think that we need to be smart or talented in certain ways that are literally not required. So, just kind of segueing into analytics, I want to retell what you did with your Search Console and I want to reframe it into how we can approach Google analytics in a way that's less intimidating. So you went to a platform that was going to give you some information, data, metrics, whatever you want to call it, but just for the sake of simplicity, it's information. You know what information to expect, or you know what information you need, right? So For search console, you're looking at keywords that people are searching for and that you are ranking for that's driving organic traffic to your website. Okay. So far, so good. Everybody uses analytics like that. They go, they look at the reports and they see something. They see information. The key to analytics for busy business owners is what you do with that information. And you have to, you have to know both what information you need and what you plan to do with the information before you get into the analytics. Otherwise you're going to get overwhelmed as we all do. So you knew that you were going to find certain information and you knew that you wanted to start upping your Pinterest game and that you were going to use that information to create Pinterest content. That framework is all you need to master Google analytics. You need to know what question you have, what information you need to answer your question and what action you're going to take. Once you have the answer one, two, three pad podcast over.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're done. See you next time.
0: So let's run through a couple of situations that I commonly find on the Google Analytics side where you can use this framework that you so graciously set up, okay? So what question do you have? What information do you need? What action are you going to take? So let's let's say you want to know if you should redesign your website, right? It hasn't been designed in four or five years. You're tired of looking at it. And you think that, you know, you have all the, and I'm just painting a scenario, but you have all of this attention on Instagram and all of these DMs coming in. But for some reason, your inquiries on your website have gone down. And you're like, do I need a new website? So, what you wanna, if you're not familiar with analytics, you can just go into analytics with that question. And just look around and as you're looking at the reports, ask Google Analytics, does this help me answer the question, do I need a new website? So maybe you log into Google Analytics and the first thing you see is a traffic report. We're all familiar with this, how much, how many sessions, what's the bounce rate, what's the time on site, new versus returning, desktop versus mobile. We've all seen that in the audience report, it's the default report, okay? So you look at that that traffic and you're trying to answer the question, do I need a new website? And you look at that traffic report and you say, does this help me answer the question? Maybe you're not getting enough traffic. Maybe you look at your traffic and you're only getting like 400 sessions a month. If you're a small uh, event-based business, you should at least be getting 1,200 sessions. So if you know you're not getting enough traffic, rebuilding a website that doesn't get any traffic, doesn't make any sense. So now you have a metric that has helped you answer that question. Maybe you don't need a new website. And then based on that, what action you're gonna t- are you going to take? Well, if you know you have a traffic problem, because you looked at your analytics, you don't need a new website to solve a traffic problem. You need different marketing. So now you scratch your head and you're like, but I get all this engagement on Instagram. And then you look at your Instagram and you're like, but wait a minute. I'm not asking people to visit my site. I don't have Linktree set up. I'm not inviting people to inquire about services or go to my gallery when they look at a carousel on Instagram. Maybe I need to start changing my calls to action and how I am packaging my Instagram content to drive that website traffic. And so that's sort of that frame that uses that framework but you're not, you don't have to master anything in Google Analytics. You just have to master what questions you have, what information you need to a- answer the question, and then what action you're going to take in your head. The analytics are just become a, a vehicle for information for you.
1: Yeah. And when you know the questions that you have, that makes it so much easier for you when you go into the platform to see okay, how can I use this data to answer that question? And I think that we all know our businesses the best because business owners, um, small business owners, it's almost like our business is an extension of our lives. So we know our pain points and our problems. And so you have the capability to come up with what questions you have, but it's just a matter of realizing, okay, how do I interpret this information? And how do I make it work for me? But some people might even think, oh my goodness, that's, that's overwhelming. I don't know anything about numbers and data. Um, Business owners might think, you know what, I don't have time for that. That's too much work. Kind of like we talked about at the beginning with Instagram. I don't have time for too much for, for another thing. What would you say to someone who's saying that's too much work? I'm too busy for that.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to just give you some starter questions to get you going. And then when this is what I find when, especially when I build out dashboards with the clients, I have a a collection of questions. Every single business owner needs to ask their Google analytics. I set up a dashboard that visualizes that data for them. So we don't have to look at numbers. We look at like funnels and, and, and gauges and red light and green light and stuff like that. But that's a story for a different day. But we start with my questions because I know what the questions are. And then what what magic happens with business owners, whether you work with somebody like me or you do this on your own, is once you start to get the answers to the basic questions that I'm going to give you in a minute, you start to naturally ask yourself deeper questions and more questions. And because you have started to handle those reports in Google Analytics with the basic questions... You intuitively get a sense of where you might want to look to answer those harder questions. And now you're down the rabbit hole. And six years later, you're selling analytics services and dashboards and trying to find a time to ski, right? Like it's that compelling. You just need to start with the basics though. And those questions are these. And I'm going to give you the answers to those questions so that you know what to look for.
1: Amazing. Wow. A quiz that I can pass. Great. Right. Right. I'll
0: give you the key. So I talked about, am I getting enough traffic? That is the first question that you need to answer with your website analytics. Am I getting enough traffic? The answer is 1200 sessions or more for small local event-based businesses in Greenville. That's it. Or in Charlotte or Raleigh or Los Angeles. So you look at the traffic report for that. You either have 1,200 sessions a month or you do not. If you do not, you need to, to find ways to market your website better and get more traffic to your site. Okay. So now you have the right amount of, tra- uh, you have enough traffic. Is it the right traffic? Most folks coming to your website are going to be in a uh, marrying age. So uh, Google buckets that for you. So you're looking for the 25 to 35 year olds. And if you are doing, um, you know, uh, heterose- primarily heterosexual weddings, and that is your, you, your specialty, then you're going to skew female. If you're doing LBGTQA plus weddings, that could be uh, unknown or it could, you know, it could be male. I don't know if you're, if you're, uh, a suit salon, it could be male, but it's probably still in marrying rage. So the right traffic has to do with age and gender. And then most importantly, is it coming from your city? Is the majority of your traffic coming from Greenville or wherever you live? Or if you live in a resort area like I do, is it coming from a a feeder city? For me, that would be LA, San Francisco. So now you have two questions. Am I getting enough traffic? Am I getting the right amount of traffic? Then you want to ask yourself, is the traffic that I'm getting interested in doing business with me? And this is where Pinterest can really mess you up. (laughs) I'm going to just like throw up a red flag here because I've seen this with a couple of clients and they're like, oh no. Um, Are they interested in doing business with you? Now, this is where you're going to want to look at how, what kind of pages people are visiting on your website the most. and the pages that you want to make sure are in your top 10 in your, in your report for, um, for how they're used behavior. It's called behavior. Um, and you go to pages, the pages in your top 10 have got to be your services page, your inquiry page. If you have a separate pricing page and about me page, Okay. Those show a a level of interest that's much deeper than I want to visit your blog post to get inspiration or whatever free information that you're giving. So where people go wrong with platforms like Pinterest, or if they take a course on how to develop a lead magnet and they write this lead magnet and they're capturing all these emails is that they might be getting traffic from pinterest or, or from this this lead magnet campaign from all over the nation so now all of a sudden they have two out of three reports that look good but one of the reports is not looking good so they're getting enough traffic i've seen local businesses get ten thousand sessions on their website from pinterest every single month and they're local right they're in maine and all the traffic's coming from like California and Texas and in Florida. Nobody's going to do business with them, right? So they're not meeting the that geographic threshold. And then also they're going to a blog post and then they're leaving. They're consuming information and then they're leaving. They're not getting to the services page. They're not getting to the about us page. They're not getting to the inquiry page.
1: So let me ask you a question about that. This um, related to the pages. I've seen a lot of websites. Designs that are very popular these days where they're just one page only. So it's all on your homepage, the services and the pricing and about you, and you kind of scroll, and then the other page might be contact. Is that okay? Or should we have multiple pages on the website so we can see better where people are going? Or is Google able to track that information on your homepage?
0: Yes, it's such a good question. And and just to kind of backtrack, some of the reason why you would want to do this is because we are used to scrolling on our phones and most of our traffic is coming through mobile devices, right? right? So to have everything just be within a thumb scroll on one page is a great user experience for a mobile user. Right? It's intuitive. It's intuitive. Yeah. The problem with that is Google Analytics out of the box is really not great at telling you how people are using your website beyond time on site. So one of the ways that you could do that, and I I love that you asked this. So let's just say we're, we're not going to do any special setup. We just want to know, like, is the traffic qualified? The way I would do that is I would set up some thresholds, um, around how long you think it would take for somebody to engage your content on your homepage and go with that, right? So the way I would think, and you you put me on the spot, which I love it. So forgive me if I babble this out a little bit. The way I would think about this as an analyst with no way to customize Google Analytics is I would look at before I would ask them, when did you redesign your website? And I'd get a date I'd go into Google analytics. I just annotate it. And that's, that's easy. You just go into settings and you just, you write a little note and it annotates it on that date. And then I would look at year over year reports before I redesigned the site. And after I redesigned the site and I would try to get a comparison for the time people were spending on my webs, the average time people were spending on my site or on an individual page or even on my homepage and then i would say okay before they were s- spending on average 1 minute and 30 seconds on my web page now that i only have a one page scroll homepage they're spending 45 seconds which is half the time but i'm also i've also reduced a lot of friction so how i would set that up is i would say okay now they're doing 45 seconds before they were doing a minute and a half, just for the sake of literal randomness. There's, there's it, When you're setting up baseline metrics, you're always just doing your best guess. So make no mistake. This is me throwing out a number based on my best guess and experience. This is how analytics work. I would say, I am going to see what action I can take to try to move the needle from an average time on that. One page homepage from 45 seconds to one minute. And now I'm going to evaluate that homepage and I'm going to ask myself, what can I do on that page to increase engagement that will tell me they're literally interested in my services? So, just again, riffing off the top of my head, one thing I would talk to a client about if this were a situation I was in is I would talk about creating an embedded video. That walks them through the experience if they book you. Not hi, I've been planning for six years and I started my like nobody cares, but really like bring them and hire a videographer and bring them through that that brand. You know, when clients first come to me, a lot of them want this, your ideal client, whatever they want. Um, what they don't know is this, I lead them through this process, one step, two step, three step to discover this during that time, they have this transformation. The end result is this beautiful event. Like that is the framework for your video. But what that will do is that if they are watching that video, even if they don't watch the whole video, you have to be strategic about how the length of this as well, vis-a-vis your one minute goal, even if they don't watch the whole video, if you can stack the information in that video. So it's literally talking about how you're unique and you're going to transform them. And and that leads to an increased time on site, you know, that they are interested in you and that solve that answers that core question. Am I getting enough traffic, right traffic? Are they interested in doing business with me? Yes, because they watched the video. How do I know that? They spent a whole bunch more time on my site. I did not have to do custom analytics setup.
1: Right, and it's still that very basic framework of what question do you have and taking the information from Google Analytics and allowing you to make an informed decision about what your next step would be. So, okay, I need to get people to spend more time on my website. I love that example.
0: And lastly, now, if you, now, if you wanted to hire an expert, if you came to me, you were like, I have this one page thing and this is my problem. And I need to figure out if they want to do business with me, I would literally set up customizations for you. And, and this is where you're going to see, um, Right now, I would set it up in Google Tag Manager, but Google Analytics is actually rolling out what's called uh, GA4, Google Analytics 4, which is going to make Google Tag Manager obsolete and make Google Analytics a lot more intuitive. But what I would want is I would I would use Google Tag Manager to inject little pieces of of code that would monitor things like scroll depth and 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 also uh, combine that with time on page. So, if you just go with scroll depth, somebody can like whip through in three swipes and get to the bottom, and it doesn't mean they read a word. If you just do time on site, they could have logged onto you. Like i and here's here's where here's where my little scenario breaks down. The reality is is they could have logged onto your your site and then got distracted because their puppy is you know, chewing on their sofa and they set their phone down and they're on your homepage and that, you know, the clock is ticking and you feel like a winner, but that's right. You know, and in in the aggregate, that's, that's not, that's the exception, not the rule, but here's some of the problems with, you know, how we measure things. So I would put up a way to literally combine scroll depth and, um, and time on page. I would also uh, put up a tag that would look at video views and how far they got through the video, 25%, 50%, 75%. So there's all sorts of customizations you can do through Google Tag Manager that will give you better, cleaner data about how people are actually using your website. Um, and that's where I see the future for those one-page uh, mobile mobile, awesome web, websites.
1: Thanks for taking that sidebar question. That was so much information packed in. I love it. So the questions you gave us, am I getting enough traffic? Is it the right traffic? Are they interested in doing business with me? That's kind of when we stopped. Is, there, is that it? That's it. That's that's simple. I love right, that. Because,
0: because everything can map back to that. Like your yeah. Instagram marketing maps back to, am I getting enough traffic? Are they the right tr- people? are they interested in doing business with me? You want to figure out whether or not you should do, um, Instagram ads, you run some ads and you run it through the same wash. Did I get enough traffic off of that? Are they the right, uh, folks? Are they interested in doing business with me? You're advertising on a blog or a website or a directory. Are you getting enough traffic? Are they the right, are they qualified? Now the, the, am I getting enough traffic is going to change once you start drilling down channel to channel and and you can make some decisions about that. But everything's going to map back to those three core questions. And that's how we do analytics for busy people. We just figure out what the most important questions are, how to get the answers, and then take action from there.
1: That makes it that's so simple. If you can just think, okay, three questions and then use that information because really information is power. And once you have the information that you need, um, you can make informed decisions about that. And you can hire someone to help you with it too. Someone like yourself, like Christy, you can work with her. I really enjoy this conversation. It flew by. We've already been talking for 30 minutes. So I want to make sure that I don't leave anything out. Is there anything else that you want to share uh, with our audience?
0: Not for busy people. They're busy.
1: <laughs> they got to get on to their next thing. I love it. Well, where can people follow you and find you online?
0: Sure. So, like you said, I have the chairlifts and marketing tips, along with a bunch of other information on Instagram. It's uh, MTM, the abbreviation for Mountain uh, MTM Side Media Co on all of the channels, but I'm mostly on Instagram. You can go to my website, mountainsidemedia.com. And in, on most pages, I have a little thing you can sign up for. That's the the five metrics that every event professional needs to be tracking with their Google Analytics. We didn't talk a lot about link tracking and how to, to really do things like uh test social media content and do all that kind of stuff or figure out if that that blog post that you advertised on is really working so there's some additional information in that download um there so you could just go to mountainsidemedia.com and 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 find that sign up
1: That sounds amazing. I'm going to sign up right after we get off this call for sure. Thank you, Christy. Thank you again for being here.
0: Thanks for having me, Christy.
1: Thanks for listening to the Tuesdays Together Greenville podcast. To find out more about the Rising Tide Society or to figure out how you can join our local chapter, visit greenville.therisingtidesociety.com. On the website, you'll find the monthly guide that the Rising Tide Society gives us. And you can also find information about our local monthly meetup. If you're not local to Greenville, also, you can just fill out the contact form there and we'll find your local chapter that is closest to you. Remember, you're not alone. You were built to belong and there's power in community. We'll see you next time.